This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out, sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hello, and welcome back to the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about what to do when you fall off the wagon and get ready for a little bit of a sad story from me. But first, don't forget to click on the subscribe or following button for this podcast. And you know what I'm going to say next. If you're not already following me on Instagram, be sure to do that. You can find me at Nikki Odin. And I would love it. Be tickled pink if you would show your support for this podcast by clicking on the buy me a coffee link in the show notes. And now for that sad story I promised you. Have you ever been totally rocking something? Like you were showing up every day, doing the work, looking in the mirror saying, consistency is my middle name, and then completely fallen off the wagon? Maybe for you, it was eating well and exercising as you worked toward a weight loss goal. Maybe you were on a meditation streak or you were honoring your morning routine and faithfully making time just for you. In my case, it was all of those things because I had consistently been time blocking my weeks and owning my days. And then suddenly, I wasn't. It happened so slowly that even now, as I deliberately reflect on what went wrong, I can't pinpoint when it began. One day I noticed that I wasn't waking up as early as I had intended, which meant I wasn't honoring my morning routine. That, in turn, meant I wasn't meditating, praying, or journaling on a regular basis, nor was I working on my biggest professional goal, which is to finish writing my novel. It also meant my exercise equipment got dusty, my knives, cutting boards, and pans went unused in favor of takeout, and the laundry situation in my household was a complete catastrophe every week. I found that I wasn't owning my time at all. I was allowing other people to dictate what I did and when I did it instead of honoring my priorities and setting boundaries to protect my glass balls. I was getting sucked into what seemed urgent, but upon reflection, wasn't actually important. On Sundays, when I looked back on the week I just had, I realized I hadn't touched many of the things that support my life's goals, the things that fill me up and make me feel like I'm making a massive impact on the world. And then Ish finally hit the fan. 
I landed a speaking role with the Women's Initiative of a very prestigious law firm to speak to their female lawyers about burnout, which, as an expert, I know is caused almost entirely by struggles with time management. The moderator of the event and I scheduled a time to hop on Zoom to prepare, but because I have been spread so thin and because I'm so out of practice with time blocking, I missed the call. Yeah, that happened. And although she was the epitome of grace and we rescheduled and smoothed everything out, I realized after bursting into tears and momentarily indulging the part of me that wanted to wallow and feel like a total fraud and a complete failure, that there was only one way to get out of this rut I had fallen into. I needed to get back to practicing what I preach. The point of this rather embarrassing story is twofold. First, I want you to take away that even those of us who literally teach a course on this subject can fall off the wagon and find ourselves once again on the hot mess express. Take comfort in knowing that no one is perfect at this stuff. We working mamas are all in this together and we all have opportunities for growth. I find that sort of relieving, don't you? Second, this experience has shown me in real time how incredibly important it is to plan your days and honor your plans and precisely how quickly things can spiral into chaos when you don't. The beauty of having fallen down is that now I get to pick myself back up and share with you how you can too, if hypothetically speaking, you are ever to find yourself in this situation. And the timing on this is actually kind of perfect with the new year around the corner anyway. So here's how I recommend you get back on the horse. First, identify what most likely derailed you. In my case, it was saying yes when I should have been saying no, politely, of course. I had taken on this false belief that I could successfully bite off more than I could chew. I knew better, and yet I did it anyway, and the result was exactly what you would expect. Remember that time invested in one area is time away from another. If it's not your best yes, don't say yes. By saying no, you're creating an opportunity for someone else to shine and give her best yes. See how beautifully that works out? I needed that reminder. Next time you or I are faced with having to say no, we've got to just say it. Be powerful enough to reply, if I say yes to this, then I'd be saying no to time with my family or time I block to work out or fill in the blank. And if saying it on the spot feels too scary, you can always fall back on, let me give it some thought and I'll get back to you. Give yourself time to think, pray, or feel about it. Come up with kind but honest words to use and then get back to that person and just say no. Sometimes saying no to others is the only way to say yes to yourself. Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, the keep it together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, 
make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate. What's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. Second, make a to-don't list. In the vein of saying no, the to-don't list is completely crucial. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out season one, episode five, because I dive into exactly how you create one. Now, in the space I'm in today, I'm going to encourage you to go nuts with this. Indulge your inner tantruming child and emphatically say no to every single thing you just do not want to do. Lay it all out there on the paper. Don't hold back. Even if in the end, you truly must keep some of those things on your list, it still feels really good to put them on there and acknowledge to yourself what you don't want to do anymore. Admitting that you don't want to do something anymore will prompt you to figure out a way to make those items less taxing by either outsourcing help or implementing a new system to deal with that item. Third, purge the clutter from your mind. When my mind is cluttered with every single thing, I need to get done from every area of my multifaceted life, from lawyering to momming to your ideal mom life to the PTA, I feel crippled by overwhelm. And when I pause to think about it, I realize I feel like I'm drowning because I haven't been doing a regular mental dump. Take it from me. The mental dump is vital. And bonus, it's so easy. All you have to do is jot down every single to-do item that's weighing on your mind. Just get it out of your head and onto paper. I'm talking everything, my friend. It doesn't matter what area of your life it pertains to. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. It doesn't matter how long it's been on your list. It doesn't matter if you think you'll never have time to do it. If it's on your mind, dump it onto the paper. Once it's all out and captured in one place, it can be sorted, prioritized, and ta-da, cross-referenced against your to-don't list. And girl, let me tell you, getting it out feels so good. Fourth, remember what it is you truly want. I'm certain that I have derailed so much in these last few months because I haven't been focusing on what I want. And the only way to truly manage your time and own your day when you're a working mom is to be certain about what you want out of life. Because I haven't been giving attention to what I want, I haven't been taking the right action. And because I haven't been taking proper action, I haven't manifested what I want. You see this hamster wheel that I've been on? Instead, I have been spinning around in circles every week. So I'm regaining clarity. And if you're in this boat with me, I'm encouraging you to do the same. Figure out from a big picture level what your personal and professional goals are. Maybe you need to adjust what you've been focusing on. Maybe your goals have changed. That's okay. I recommend having a maximum of three annual goals for both your personal and professional lives. And remember, once you know what those are, 
you can back into what you need to accomplish on a monthly, weekly, and daily basis to achieve those goals and prioritize those items on your calendar. Which brings me to my fifth and final tip. Prioritize and block it out. This part is easy. Remembering that not everything matters equally and that the balls representing the major areas of your life are made of either rubber or glass makes prioritizing a breeze. Quite simply, the glass balls must come first. And if you need help with this concept, check out season one, episode 18, starting at minute nine and 15 seconds. I do a thorough explanation of how this works in your life. By this point in the process, you've already surveyed what's on your plate with the mental dump, what you're scraping off of it with your to-don't list, and what's most important to you. Now all you have to do is calendar it. And spoiler alert, it's not all going to fit into this week, but that's okay. We are still crushing it and still on track because we're focusing on what matters most. We all have setbacks. We all fall down and get knocked off course. The key is owning it so we can dust ourselves off and get back up. Here's to getting back on the horse, mama. I'm right there with you and I cannot wait to see what you create. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.